0: Welcome to Chat Club. I'm your host, Alan Yelche. There's only one rule on Chat Club, and that is everybody talks about Chat Club. Today, I want to talk about the COVID-19. I want to talk about a lot of dynamics. I want to talk about my views on it. I want to talk about hope, future, light at the end of the tunnel, and I want to talk about the good things that humanity is doing and try to spin this off as being positive and try to stay away from this my fear zone, try to stay away from everyone's fear zone, try to reduce anxiety, try to, try to have a voice of hope out there for everyone in the world. This is a world pandemic that we're dealing with uh, COVID-19 and there's so many awful stories out there. And I just wanna take some time to send my condolences for the losses that people have had the hardships that people have had. Know that I'm thinking about you and I'm praying about you every day. Know that I, I think about everybody. I think about my family, I think about friends and family and on Facebook. I, th- I really want people to be safe. And I think a high percentage of people are doing what is needed to be safe. And I really appreciate everybody taking the time and, and understanding how serious this is if we don't nip it in the butt. And I just want to take some time to thank everybody and, and thank wholeheartedly that everyone's trying to do the same thing. And I also want to talk about my sponsors this one. And I'm going to do it short and I'm sure they, you know, would like me to say a few things. Patterson Services Sales is one of my sponsors this week. And I'm going to hang on to Carpet One as a sponsor this week because I think it's important that I pave it forward and give some notice to them being small businesses in Trying to survive in this pandemic crisis, and they're doing their best, and they have to shut their doors or reduce their services and try to find other ways of doing business. So, I I also want to put a positive message for the businesses out there. I really feel bad for them, the small businesses that are trying to survive in this this harsh time and people not being able to spend their money or make money. I think about everybody, the people that aren't working that have to reduce their income and and live really hard. Like they have to really sacrifice a lot. And I just want to take time to thank everybody. And I also want to take time to thank for our doctors, our nurses, our home care workers that are providing services, critical care services. Thank you very much for putting your life on the line. I know that's what you signed up for. But still, I really thank you wholeheartedly. I want to thank our paramedics. I want to thank everybody that is deemed a critical services like our police force, uh, firefighters, correctional officers, which I am. I want to thank you for taking the time to put your life on the line during this. Or not even your life on the line, but just providing yourself out there, knowing that service needs to be and knowing that you have to deal with different things in your in your workforce and anxiety and different mental health issues because of this pandemic and the unknown and the fear and everything that wraps up into it i really want to take a whole lot of thank you to everybody that is out there that is essential and that also includes the the grocery store workers and the you know gas star gas attendants and all these different businesses and then i forget if i forget somebody i wholeheartedly apologize I'm just trying to get some thanks out there to the people that are essential, critical services in every world, worldwide. Thank you very much for doing what you do. and know it goes unnoticed and people are trying to do their best. So this brings me into another thing that I saw online and I wanted to talk very, I want to touch on it. And the question is, who do I want to be during COVID-19? What kind of person do you want to be? And there's three different things that I found. There's the fear zone. Here we got James. James goes to the grocery store. He grabs whatever food, medication that he doesn't need, but he wants to stockpile. He spreads emotions related to fear and anger because he's a hateful person and it scares him. So how he deals with his emotion is angry and upset at people that are too close or, or the lines are too long and things aren't fast enough. James likes to completely, like, completely complain a lot, you know, things aren't right, government's wrong, people aren't doing things right, instead of looking at the positive, James, he likes to talk about his fear, he, he likes to, get, he gets really mad easily, and he, he makes other people's lives feel horrible, and I don't think I want to be this person, so let's not be this James, let's not be this person James, let's not be in that fear zone. So I just want to talk about James, and, and James is very fearful, and James is he doesn't know how to do sit through his feelings. So let's not be a James. Let's let's be somebody different. So we got Jane here. Jane Jane likes to she likes to you know give up. She is, she starts to give up, and she can't control it. So she's learning that she can't control this whole thing. She's compulsively consuming things, what hurts, and from food to news. So she stops, the, you know, looking at this Facebook. She stops looking at consuming food and hoarding. She stops all that stuff, knowing that it's not going to help. She identifies her emotions, and Jane likes to, you know, identify her emotions and, and recognize that she's scared and tries to sift through her feelings and tries to be, you know, try to understand it. She is starting to become aware of her situation and also think how to act. How how am I going to act with this COVID nineteen? So, she evaluates information before she starts spreading false things or starts any rumors like like James would do. James would start throwing out facts and you know people are this and that. But James Jane wants to read and understand more before she makes a valid opinion. And she, she also, Jane likes to recognize everybody that is trying to do good, trying to make an effort, trying to stay home and trying to, and recognizes that that single mother that's out to the grocery store putting your kids in at risk is only doing that because Jane understands that the single mother may not have the resources or people to take care of her kids and being in households, that social gathering and is non Nobody can be in the social gathering, so she can't get a babysitter. So Jane understands that single mother or the single father bringing their kids out is it's because they need to, not because they want to. It's because they have no other choice. So Jane recognizes this, and we'll call this the learning zone. Jane is in the learning zone, learning how to be better, learning to adapt to the situation and trying to be a better person. That's what Jane is. So... The next person I want to talk about, I want to talk about Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth Elizabeth is a really nice person, and, and she likes to practice quite lewd and patience and relationship to creativity. So Elizabeth likes to, you know, put positive things out there. She looks for a way to adapt to new changes, which is what we're in right now. She said She's trying to adapt to make her life a little easier and other people's. She... Elizabeth likes to keep a happy emotional state and likes to spread hope, and that's what she likes to do, like Jane likes to do, but Jane's starting to get a little better. But Elizabeth is right on the peak where she's, you know, spreading hope and saying, you know, we have a future, we can get rid of this, and we can do this today. Elizabeth also likes to go in a grocery store and thank essential services and critical services like the grocery store or a gas attendant for pumping gas, so she minimizes her risk out in in public when she needs to go get something. So, she likes to thank and appreciate others, and that is others that are kind to her, like, oh, you go ahead, ma'am, you go ahead, Elizabeth, you know, I don't have very many groceries, you go ahead. And that type of thing. She likes to thank people like that. And Elizabeth likes to live in the present. She loves to live in the present because she can't turn back the clock and get rid of the virus the COVID. And she's very aware of this. So she likes to focus on the future. She likes to have a positive future that we will get through this. And Elizabeth likes to help others. She likes to, you know, her talents available to others that need them, whatever her talents are. Like she could be any a nurse and she likes to help others and give information and provide essential information to people. And in a positive manner, not giving her message of sense of hope and pride and understanding that we will get through this. So that's kind of like the growth zone. So out of all the three, I think we should be going to the growth zone and understanding and trying to be empathetic and spread the message of hope that we are going to get through this and we are going to do this as a world and as a society, as a country, as ethnic groups or whatever way we want to look at it or, you know, different sexuality groups or whatnot. So that's what this little circle that I have talks about. What zone? What do I want to be in a COVID? Do you want people to look at you in the fear zone and say, Oh my God, I'm staying away from that guy. Or do you want to be the learning zone where people are starting to see that you're trying to change and trying to help? Or the growth zone that Elizabeth is such a nice person, trying to help everyone. Or trying to call everyone to see if they need stuff, putting online, I'm going to the grocery store, does anybody need anything dropped off at their store or at their house, I should say. So that's what Elizabeth's hope and message is, the grow zone. So the reason why this podcast, I want to touch on some information that I received at work, which I'm a critical service and I have to go to work and it does scare me in a little bit that I might contract coronavirus and everybody has that thought. And, but I'm not letting it, I'm not letting the fear rule my day or rule my life. I'm doing what I need to get done. I need to stay home. So that's what I do. I make very, I don't go to the store just because I want something It has to be a need. And I try to pick two or three more things up that maybe I need, but I don't want to be the person that picks up everything. And I try to be kind out there. And I I do talk to people and I talk to them in a positive message. And I and I thank people and I tell them to be safe. And I try to be very positive in my messages when I talk to people. When we get through this, I wholeheartedly think that a high percentage of people are are definitely trying to take the messi- the measures to get through the coronavirus and this pandemic. And you can see it in the world. People are taking it more serious. Maybe some people are, but you know what? We gotta do what's in our own backyard and take care of what we gotta take care of. Do I like being at home when it's coming into spring and it's starting to get nicer weather? No, I don't, but I know in my head that this is a test in humanity. This is a test on me. This is a test on what I can do for society. And I want to be the, the growth zone. And I want to be the person that is full of hope. And I want to stamp out the fear. And this is why I'm doing the podcast today. I'm not getting on the bandwagon of coronavirus and trying to get as many likes and whatever shares. And I do appreciate it. But that's not the whole entire focus of my podcast. You know, fears of, about COVID can take an emotional toll, especially if you're living with anxiety or a mental illness. But folks, you're not powerless. And I have a lot of tips that can get you through this stressful time. You know, the coronavirus anxiety and coping with stress and fear and the uncertainty. So I understand it is a frightening time and we're in the midst of a worldwide pandemic you know cities uh, you know New York's in a crisis huge crisis Italy's in a bad one there's a lot of different countries that are going through very hard times and it's not that I don't think countries responded quickly enough and it's not that the people don't care it's just that well if the government's not making a big deal of it then why should I sort of thing and I get that but people are starting to understand Like, there's a lot of deaths there's over 100,000 people that passed away. And it's very sad. And there's people that are fighting for their lives and you don't like Some of us are in areas that have already been affected like with the coronavirus. Others embrace for what is going to come. But all of us are watching the headlines and we're all wondering what's gonna happen next. For many people, the uncertainty, coronavirus, is the hardest thing to handle because we don't know exactly how we'll be impacted, how bad things might get. And that makes us all too easily to spiral out of our overwhelming dread and panic in the world. But there are many things that you can do that can help, even in this face of our very unique crisis, to manage your anxiety and your fears. And I have some different ways, so biggest thing is to stay informed and don't obsessively check the news because there's so many false news and so many different things. I mean, it's very vital to stay informed uh, practically what's going on and happening in your community, but you can also follow, follow, advise safety precautions to do your part to slow down the spread of the coronavirus, but there's a lot of misleading information that's going around. And there's a lot of people trying to get the you know, their links up or whatever with false news. So when you have to be very, you know, stick to your trust trustworthy sources, such as the C D C, the World Health Organization, and your local public health authorities, and your leaders in your countries, your provinces and states, and, and listen to what the accurate stats are and what's going on and what's rising and what's not. Limit how often you check your updates is a big one. Consistently monitoring social news, uh, news feeds, media, can quickly turn into compulsive and counterproductive ways, fueling your anxiety and, and not not easing it at all. So the limit is different for someone. It's different for everyone. So try, try to limit it. So paying attention to how you feel and try to adjust accordingly. So that's that's some big things. So step away from the media if you feel overwhelmed. If anxiety is an ongoing issue, consider limiting your media consumption to a specific, you know, time frame, time of the day, thirty minutes, maybe at six o'clock. Turn limit it limited, and that might help with your anxiety or your fears ask someone reliable to share important updates. So if you don't want to do that, then you get somebody that you trust with updates. If you feel better avoiding media entirely, just ask someone that you trust to pass on some major updates or some positive news. Try not just tell them that you don't want to hear the po- the negative news, you'd like to hear the positive and that may help soothe some of your anxiety. Please, be careful what you share. Do your best to verify your information before passing it on. So, you know, you want to make sure that you don't want to spread false rumors or creating an unnecessary panic in your community. You don't want to start anything. So make sure that your information is so accurate because there's a lot of people that you're going to impact with different information. The biggest thing is to focus on the things that you control. We're in a time of a massive upheaval, So there's so many things outside of your eye control, including how long this pandemic lasts, how other people behave, what's going on or happening in our communities. It's a tough thing to accept. So many, So many of us are responding by endless searching of the internet for answers or overthinking little different scenarios that might happen. Also, stop trying to predict things and live in the future. Try to be positive. As long as we're focusing on the questions with the unknown answers and the circumstances outside of our, definitely our personal control, the strategy will get us nowhere. As, aside from feeling drained, anxious, or overwhelmed. So let's make sure that we stay within our personal control. You know, we can't control a lot of things out there. So when you feel you're getting self-caught up in fear of what might happen, try to shift your focus on things that you can control, like maybe cleaning or listening to music, uh, singing, acting foolish. I do that all the time. I sit there and do karaoke for myself because I kind of laugh, my kids laugh at me. For example, you can't control how severe the coronavirus outbreak is going in your city, town, or area, but you can take steps to reduce your own personal risk. So that's that's some things, and, and these are some things that you can do to reduce your risk. Washing your hands frequently for at least 20 seconds with soap and water or a hand sanitizer that contains 60% alcohol. Now, there's various things. I heard 60s not enough, and I heard 70s and 80 is more. But make sure you wash your hands and soap. Then do the alcohol, because you can really dry your skin out. This is a big one. Avoid touching your face, particularly around your eyes, mouth, and nose. And here's a no-brainer. Stay home as much as possible, even if you don't feel sick. But, I mean, do go outside and take some fresh air in and kind of, like, maybe walk around the house. Avoid... Crowds and gatherings of 10 or more people. Avoid all non-essential shopping and traveling. Trying to keep at least 6 feet distance between yourself and others out there. Trying to get plenty of sleep. And the sleep is going to boost your immunity system. So if you're home and you're really tired, take a nap. So the more sleep you can get, the better boost your immunity system. So... Most of these are from health authorities that I've kind of dabbled through and looked through just to help. Play it for what you can do. Here's a concept it's natural to be concerned from about what may happen in your workplace closes. You're sure you have to stay home from school. You or someone you love gets sick or you have self quarantine. While these are all definitely personal possibilities, can be scary to think about. Being proactive to relieve some of this anxiety. So write down specific worries about what you have for the coronavirus, how it may disrupt your life. If you start to feel overwhelmed with this sort of activity, take a break, have a coffee, relax. Make a list of all possible solutions that you can think of. Try not to get hung up on the perfect options including whatever comes to mind that could help you get by. So focus on concrete things you can solve, change rather than the circumstances beyond your control. So just what you can do. So after evaluating your options, draw up a plan of action. When you're done, set aside and resist, resist the urge to go back until you need or your circumstances change significantly. So these are some different things. So here's a big thing. How to stop what ifs from spiraling. Relinquishing our desire for certainty and control is easier said than done. If you feel yourself starting to spin out of control or negativity or panic, ground yourself in the present moment can stop the negative spiral. Allow your Rational brain to come back online and stop the panic and the stuff and rationalize. Okay. I'm in the now. Let's focus on what I need to do. Okay. got to get the dishes done. Try to get a different thing. Try to do a different activity. Technique is simple yet effective. Bring your attention to your breathing, your body. So remember I talked about in my other podcast about tactical breathing. Now tactical breathing is breathing in, breathing in for five or six seconds holding your breath, then blowing out. like. So we can do that sort of breathing to bring down our anxiety and if we're feeling overwhelmed, so that's the biggest thing. You know, focus your attention on the here and now, noticing sights, sounds, smells around you and what your body is feeling. Continue to breathe slowly in and out. And bring yourself mind back to your body and breathe every time it drifts until you feel more calm. So this is a part of the technical breathing. So make sure that you're focusing on what you need to do. To bring your adrenaline down and start to focus on what you need to focus on. So your body is reacting to kind of basically what your body is doing. When you hit anxiety is your body is trying to help your body survive so anxiety is saying okay we got something wrong so try to limit what you're thinking and try to limit on what you're doing so this is the biggest thing with anxiety that i find and my anxiety has been really good even through through this i've been rationalizing on the here and now and being on the present and try to maybe make plans for the future that okay let's probably plan, plan out a vacation let's plan out a vacation Whenever it's going to happen, don't focus on when you're going to do it. Focus on when when it becomes applicable or when you can do it. Say, oh, I want to go on a cruise. Let's go through and book something. Okay, what do I want to do? Maybe you don't have the money. Maybe you don't. Maybe you do. Let's not focus on what the money value or anything. Let's focus on something positive. So doing booking a trip on Disney or going through the Disney thing. I've done that more than enough. I've been there 14 times. So going down to Florida, okay, I look at the price, of the lights, and I look at what, you know, what can I do in Disney? Or or watch some YouTube videos on something, places that you'd like to go. What a great thing to look at. It's not that you can't do it now, it's the future, looking at the light at the end of the tunnel. There's the future, and that's what we have to focus on. Staying connected, even when physically isolated. Evidence shows that people with coronavirus, particularly young, seemingly healthy, don't have the symptoms, but can spread the virus. The biggest thing is that people can do it right now to make a positive difference by practicing social distancing. So that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is you may be a carrier. So the longer you stay home and quarantine yourself, the safer that as seniors or people that have health risks cancer or whatever, are going to stay safe if they have to go to the community to get stuff. And this is what we're trying to do. Uh, Social distancing comes at its own risk. Humans are social animals. We all are. We're all hardwired for connection. Isolation and loneliness can increase our anxiety, increase our depression, increase our impact on our physical health. That's why it's important to stay connected as best we can. Reach out for support when we need it. And we need to cut back in our in-person socialization. So there's some other things. Like you can do Zoom. You can do FaceTime. You can talk on the phone. If you need that personal connection, everybody has a camera on their phone. Phone somebody and say, I just need somebody to talk to -to face-to-face. It really decreases your social anxiety because you're actually seeing somebody and you're talking to them in the social distancing there because there are some where they're at their place and you're at your place. So it works out well, use Zoom. There's so many different apps that you have that can get some social connection. And I'm 100% sure that your friends are gonna say, hey, what's going on? And take five or 10 minutes or it could take hours. These things are incredible tools that we have and we use them to such negative things. But here's a positive thing, we can do you know, FaceTime, Zoom, Messenger has a video recorder on it that you can use. So we have all these tools to help us out, family and whatnot. So it's pretty cool, I think, that we have this technology and that we can do this. So make it a priority to keep in touch with friends and family because you don't want to be withdrawn or depressed or have the anxiety. So maybe, oh, I forgot about Skype. There's another one. And there's regular phone chat. Skype just to keep yourself an update and keep yourself on a schedule that you can talk to people. And it's very important because you can become a hermit and self you know, self and you can get depressed really quickly and really easy because as humans we are socially we need social contact and we need that. So substitute the video chatting if you're able. Face to face contact. It's like a vitamin for your mental health reducing the risk of depression, and help ease the stress and definitely the anxiety. Social media can be a powerful tool, but not only connecting with friends and family and acquaintances, or feeling the connected in a greater sense of our communities, world, country. It reminds us that we're not alone. And it's okay if you're not okay. That's the model of mental health right now. And if you're feeling it, it's okay. There's millions of people in the world right now that feel exactly the same way you do. So you can take measures to help yourself reduce the risk in different things. And that's what we need to do in our society now. So don't let the coronavirus dominate your every conversation when you're having conversations because it's such a negative now. The important thing is to take breaths. Definitely take breaks from stressful thoughts about the pandemic. Just simply enjoy other people's company. Laugh, share stories. Focus on other things that's going on in your life. I know there's so many memes you, you can send people that are funny and, about the situation, and that, that's, you know, that's okay. You know, and the black humor is sometimes it's, we need laughter. Laughter brings up different things in our brain that keeps us happier. So we need to do that. Emotions are contagious. contagious. So be wise to who you turn to for support. And that's a big thing too. All of us are going to need the reassurance or advice or a sympathetic ear during our difficult time in the pandemic. So be careful who you choose as a sounding board. And you know your friends, you know who's positive, you know who's not. The coronavirus is not only thing that is contagious, and I'm talking about negative attitudes or negative perceptions, is very easily, you can take it on really quick. So you gotta be careful. That's what I'm talking about, the emotions. Avoid talking about the virus with people who have a tendency to be a negative, who reinforce and ramp up your fears. You know, you don't need to be around those people. So when that conversation starts turning to a negative now, they say, oh my gosh, I gotta go, or I gotta call my mom, or I gotta do this, or whatever. Turn to the people in your life that are thoughtful, level-headed, and very good listeners. So another thing I want to get into after this is I want to talk about take care of your body and your spirit. This is definitely an extraordinary time. And it's stress management strategies that I'm trying to provide here. So taking care of your body and spirit, eating healthy, getting meals, eating regular, getting plenty of sleep. Meditating. There's lots of different meditation videos on YouTube. And more than likely some of your friends that do do this sort of stuff may have some advice for you or may have some sites or different things. So here's another thing. Be kind to yourself. Go easy on yourself when you're experiencing more more depression or anxiety more than usual. You're not alone in your struggles. Everybody's struggling these days with this coronavirus and the pandemic and the world ending and you have all these people that are such negative Nellies so try to be kind to yourself, if you're feeling, experiencing any anxiety, don't don't beat yourself up over it, just find ways to control it, your breathing uh, music, candles scents, and all other podcasts, I have some earlier ones that I talk about ways to reduce your anxiety and stress so Maintain a routine as best you can. So we need to keep the routine every day. and all you're home and everything, but even if you're stuck at home, try to sleep regularly, try to maybe read a book, uh, keep your meals on time, have a work schedule or a workout, do some push-ups or some sit-ups or find something you know, to do. Take time out for activities that you enjoy. What I said was read a book, watch a comedy on TV, play a board game or a video game, something that just makes it different. Whether it's in try to craft a new recipe with food, there's uh, Pinterest has lots of different things or a tasty app, different things to make different food. Uh, try a craft puzzles, uh, jigsaw puzzles, just different things that you can do, uh, activities that you enjoy. Get out in the nature if possible. Sunshine and fresh air will do you so much good. Uh, even a walk around your neighborhood make, might make you feel better, and you might see somebody on the step and you wave and say, Hi, "How you doing?" You're still doing the social distancing, but you're talking to neighbors. Just be sure to avoid the crowds and keep your distance from people that you encounter. And obey the restrictions in your area, whatever it is. I know in our area it's uh, you know six feet or up to a meter, different things like that. And try to reduce your activities and don't travel in the car with other people. So we have a lot of different things that's going on in my area. Find ways to keep active and exercise. Stay active while you help release anxiety, relieve stress, and manage your mood. While the gym and gym group classes are out, you can still cycle, hike, or walk. And even if you're stuck going on, you can always look for exercise on YouTube. And you can do different exercises, use your own body weight for the weight and there's different things online so and there's people always putting up youtube videos uh workouts and facebook and trying to help people and they're paving it forward celebrities that are in great shape that are doing uh exercise activities so it kind of kills two birds with one stone you're talking or you're dealing with a celebrity that you like and you're doing exercise so you're doing the same thing as them so i think that's pretty cool Avoid self-medicating. So stay off the alcohol, your substances, your medication. Try not to do that, because all of that does—the alcohol and the medication and the prescription drugs—is just going to increase your anxiety and your stress, because you're, you're self-medicating and your your frame of mind's not very good because you're, you're you're depending on this, because you're not. When you feel sad, you're you're doing this alcohol or, or drugs or whatever, and you're not dealing with your emotion and how to reduce your stress. So it's counterproductive when you're doing this stuff. So you need to take up some relaxation practices. So, you know, when your stressors throw your nervous system out of balance whack, relaxation relaxation techniques, such as breathing, meditation, yoga, can bring your back your state of equilibrium. I can't even say that word, imagine that. You know, regular practices deliver the great benefits. And if you can do, take a little time each day to do this, it'll be good. Now, here's a really nice one that I really enjoy. It's helping others because it will definitely make you feel better. At times like this, you can get easily caught in your own fears and concerns. But amid all the stories of people fighting over the rolls of toilet paper lying lining inside the gun stores to arm themselves and different things and groceries, it's important to take a step back, take a breath, and remember that we're all in this together. As a quote circulating in Italy remind us, we're standing far apart now so we can embrace each other later. And that's such a nice quote. So we have to remember that what we're doing now is to benefits the future. So we can't hug them now, we're friends, family and stuff, but we do have the hope that we will one day. So we have to remember that. So biggest thing about this is it's not a coincidence that those who focus on others in need or support in their communities, especially during these times of crisis, tend to be happier and healthier than those who act, act selfishly. It's just a common sense thing. Helping others not only makes a difference in your community, even wider world at this time, it can also support your own mental health and well-being. Much of the anguish accompanying during this pandemic stems from the feeling of powerlessness, not having hope or the power to do anything. Doing kind and helpful acts for others can regain a sense of control in your own life, as well as adding meaning and purpose, which is such a fantastic thing. Even when you're self-isolating or distancing or social distancing, there's still plenty things to do to help others, following guidelines for preventing the virus. Even if you're not a high risk, staying home, washing your hands frequently, avoiding contact with others can save lives. The most vulnerable ones in your own community to prevent the overburdening in our own healthcare system, which is overtaxed right now. So I would love to not be in that situation to put more stress on our doctors and nurses in ERs and our paramedics and stuff. So that doing doing little things like that helps out so much. You have no measure of how that makes nurses and doctors and paramedics and healthcare providers that people are staying home. It's a sense of hope that people are listening. And it helps with their mental health that you're abiding by all the rules and regulations. So here's a big thing, reaching out to others in need. If you know people in your community that are isolated, particularly elderly or disabled, you can still offer support. Perhaps an older neighbor needs help with groceries or the filling of prescriptions. You can always leave packages at their door and avoid the personal contact. Or maybe they just need to hear a friendly reassuring voice over the phone. Hey, how you doing, George? You know, how's everything going today? That's good, I'm just checking in again, see how you're doing. So, I mean, just doing stuff like that helps out. Many local social media groups can help by putting in touch with vulnerable people in your area. So, that's the biggest thing, is is to reach out. And if you do have a little bit of food, donate to the food banks. You know, panic buying or hoarding. You not only left the grocery store shelves bare, you've also drastically reduced supplies for the food bank for people that are in really need. You can help older adults, lower income families, and others by just donating food or cash to these don- to the food banks, feed your soul. So doing that is just a kind gesture for yourself. That's something you can help out with. Being a calm, like a calming influence, being calm. If friends or loved ones are starting to panic, try to get them to gain some perspective on the situation instead of fear-mongering and giving credence or to false rumors, referring to them as reputable news sources. Being positive, uplifting influence in these anxious times can help you make feel better what your own situation do and helping them stop the you know, fear. Don't be the James, don't be the fear zone. And that's what I'm talking about. So being kind to others. Is a huge thing. An infectious disease is not connected to any racial or ethnic group. It has no influences. It doesn't care what race or sexuality or what country or what religion you are. This coronavirus takes everybody out. Speaking up, if you hear negative stereotypes, is the only way to promote prejudice and try to reduce the racism and stuff. You know, saying that more blacks get it than whites. I mean, that's just such racist. It doesn't care. Coronavirus does not care what race or class or whatever. It's it's stricken down rich people, poor people, elderly people, young people. It, it's. It just, we need to understand that it doesn't matter. And we need to do what we can do to help people. So reassuring with kindness, charity to spread out in your communities Let's let's be kind and respectful and help out people quicker than the virus spreads. So the more we get a kind out there, the more people are going to stay home, the more and promote that, you know, let's do our part. And be positive about it and say, you know what, George? I'm doing my part. I'm staying home. I'm, you know, I, I don't like being there, George, but you know what? I'm doing my part and I'm helping out my community and I'm helping with the world not, word not spread this virus around and I'm doing what I can. So that's my message and I hope, I know I rambled on a lot and some of the things there, but I just wanted to help you reduce your stress and I wanted you to understand the importance of staying at home because you can save a life. I mean, your are school teacher that's an elderly person and, and or a teacher that you grew up with or your aunt and uncle that's older, elderly. I don't think you want to be the person that gives them the coronavirus and they ended up passing away. So we have to think about others and we have to put our selfish human needs away. And we have to focus on the, the, being kind and being aware and trying to promote you know, staying home, washing your hands and trying to reduce the fear-mongering of rumors and gossip and, oh, this is going to be the end of the world. We need to reduce that. We're in this together worldwide. Doesn't matter what religion, doesn't matter what race, doesn't matter what sexuality, doesn't matter about anything. Causes, groups, we're all in this together. We're all worldly. We're all individuals. We're all humanity. So you know what? Let's let's teach the coronavirus that humanity, we're kind and we give give ourselves what we can to others and we want want to get rid of the virus. So if we all do our part, and make sure to take care of yourself and be safe. Don't put yourself at risk, because at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself, your family, and everybody else in your community. And when in times of crisis, I find that humanity comes together. I mean, we look at you know the bombing in Boston, how Boston you you know grew as a community. That's and then the 9-11 crisis how people in world. I mean, there was many different countries that passed away from the Twin Towers in 9-11. And I don't mean to bring them up as a negative condemnation. I'm, I'm trying to address what we've got out of it. we got learning experience. we learned how to be together and, and stick together. And, and it didn't matter what race or what ethnic or sexuality. We all stuck together and we all came together as a community. And we're strong as one. And we have to be worldwide as one. And I feel that I'm trying to do my part by going to work, staying home, only going to the grocery store when necessary. And, and it's really hard because I like to be social myself. And and I do talk to people and I try to help people out. And I try to not judge. And being non judgmental. When people are actually having crises, we have to keep our we have to keep our filters on. We have to filter out what we have to say and we have to think about others feeling because what we may say may impact them and may make them feel worse and with this pandemic I mean suicide is going to be on people's minds so be very aware of the suicide and the signs and symptoms of that people because the worst thing we want is people to take their lives over something we can we can conquer this and I see the light at the end of the title into the tunnel every day Every day I look and I, I sporadically look on the news and I say, you know what? In my area, we've had so many people that recovered. That's fantastic. Look at the positives, don't look at the negatives. Don't look at the people that have contracted and the numbers are going up. Look at the positives. Look at how many people recovered and what our people are doing. And focus on the good stories on the social media. This person gave this person this and this community. and. People are singing on the internet and there's some beautiful voices. Focus on the positive people. Focus on being the one that spreads the positive news because ultimately together we have each other. and What we do and how we write our story dictates what our future is going to hold. So let's be the positive measure and don't let corona be the one that's going to win this one. Because I certainly think that the coronavirus needs to go and there's so many cute songs and so many people doing different stuff to entertain people and keep the laughter up. So I want you to keep your minds positive if you're willing just believe in a higher power. Because I think this is a real test. I'm Roman Catholic and I, and I believe that this is a test on us. And, you know, everyone says, well, why can't God just get rid of it? Well, you know what? Sometimes he wants to test what humanity is. I mean, don't forget that somebody died for our sins, so... Death is an ultimate thing to sacrifice at times and times of need. But we need to learn from this experience in how we have to get better as a society. We have to be smarter. And I always heard a phrase that works smarter, not harder. So let's be smart. Now, I'm going to end this podcast by saying I'm really, really thinking about everybody that has the virus. And I'm praying very hard that they have a safe recovery and i pray for people to not contract the virus and to be home and be safe and and i'm really thinking about my friends and my family and my acquaintances and my facebook friends and my chat clubbers i'm really thinking of you in this trying time and i really think that we need to focus on the positives and know that we're going to beat this so i'm going to do some further podcasts probably on reducing stresses and different things it's going to be around corona because that's where we are but you know what I'm, I want to thank my sponsors again I want to thank Carpet One and Tile Eastern Tile okay. and I want to thank Patterson Service Sales uh, for helping me and being part of my sponsorship on this podcast and I want to thank all my listeners for being listeners and sharing and saying this guy is pretty good I appreciate all my support I, I, I take in my the positive things that have come back to I me, and I really appreciate it. And if you ever want to reach out on Facebook and, you know, suggest a subject or say that I'm doing good, thank you very much. I really appreciate any messages, and and I'll respond in a kind way. Even if you're not kind, I'll still do it because I'm about being positive in this time of need in this crisis. So I'm Melanie I'm a chat club, and there's only one role of chat club, and that is everybody who talks about chat club. Be safe, and I'm gonna to talk to you really soon.